Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, 12th of December, 2023. My name's Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your normal podcast providers. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for joining us. Why not like and subscribe down below? Um, or give us a bit of feedback if you're listening on a podcast or whatever. We always like a bit of feedback. Um, on this week's show... Three points from four. Uh, and given the recent run of form, it's good to see. Uh, let's look at those games. Jacob Friend uh, will be popping by for a bit of a chat later on. Uh, November's Player of the Month has been chosen, and Simon's been down to training to have a wee word with him. Uh, it's a home doubleheader against the Storm this weekend, and their captain, Cam Critchlow, will give us a lowdown on his side's uh, fortunes of late. Uh, we'll also look ahead to the cup action on Wednesday and look at any other news and dops and all that sort of thing. Davey, how are you doing? Not too bad, Paddy. Um, not too bad. That's enough. Good, good. Mr. Kitchen, how are you? You'll be welcome back. Big thanks to Gareth Martin for joining us last week. You were doing something that was secretive that eventually became apparent. Yeah, not too bad, Paddy. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, obviously the Hank thing just sort of came out of um, left field because we were obviously trying to get him here for the weekend. And then um, he, uh, as soon as it was agreed, he literally just got on a flight that afternoon um, and flew in. So, um, yeah, good to have him back. And, and uh, unfortunately, I had to miss the show last week and, and go get him. Yeah, well, and that, well, then let's get straight on to that because the Giants on Wednesday morning confirmed the return of Henrik Eriksson <laughs> to Giants. Giants. Um, 11 points from 18 games last season in the Grand Slam side. Uh, he returns He returns from short spells in Norway and Switzerland to bolster an injury-ravaged uh, team. Um, it also means that I can uh, apologise for the language as I get to play this again. This is why I sign here and like to have a chance to win the league and the Challenge Cup, it's... Feels so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, good to have Hank back. Um, David, I'll start with you. Your thoughts? Yeah, listen. Um, always good to have a player that really wants to be here in town, and um, 
you know, our, our, our woes over the last six weeks with injuries and illnesses being well documented and always good to have another body. Obviously came in Saturday night or Sunday. What day was it where were we in Coventry? Last Tuesday. Sunday. Yeah, I don't know what day we were in Coventry. It was Sunday, wasn't it? Saturday. I was there. Saturday. See, lost lost target there. It's one plus one on you know on Saturday, coming up with the game tank goal and with the, the six on five at the end there, you know, big, big goal. Thought he played really well on the night and it's good to have him back in and, and going straight away. Says you know you you spent you travelled up with him in the car. He gave a great interview that's available on our uh, our Twitter or X account if you want to check that out. Um, he seems pretty pleased to be back. Yeah, no, he was he was really excited to be back when I picked him up in Dublin Airport. Um, he's just a bubbly guy. He's good to have around the room. Uh, good player when he gets going. I mean, I know he, I think he had eleven points in twenty games last year. Davey, was it? Um, about points and. Uh, some important goals, obviously, in the cup final. And, uh, you know, he loves a good interview as well. So it's uh, great to have him back. I'll play it again. Let's play it again. This is why I signed here. And, like, to have a chance to win the league and the Challenge Cup, it feels so fucking good. <laughs> you think that was, the, that was the game against Guildford, wasn't it? The Basically, the championship clinching game. And he comes up with those two big goals on the night. And, you know, never to be forgotten. What a night. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Fantastic. Right. Let's get stuck back in, gentlemen. As we said last week, you know, the Belfast Giants are looking to get back on the horse and they would do so in a game against the Nottingham Panthers. Never forgive, never forget. Uh, 4-3, dear Belfast Giants. Goals uh, for the Giants come from Preston Cooper, Nazarian and the game-winning goal come from Kohei Sato. LeMay, Betteridge and Michaud for the Nottingham Panthers. In Nets, Tyler Beskarowani, 23 shots on, three goals against Rox Stianovic, 34 shots on, four shots against Andy Dalton and Vitas Lukasovicius were your two referees. Davey, do you know what? Watch what? the whole of this game and then watch a bit of it back again. I'd, I'd argue that the scoreline makes it seem closer than it really was in the ice. I thought it was a fairly, uh, I know you, you, me and, and coach had a little WhatsApp and I'd said quite, quite early into the game that take the first five minutes of the game out. Once we got that first five minutes over, we kind of felt dominated. I thought we had the eyes fairly tipped in our favour. Um, yeah, we, it was a game of funny, another one without going too much into officiating because I'm skint at the minute and I can't afford to say anything I shouldn't. Um, you know, we find ourselves in a lot of penalty trouble on the night came up against you know having to kill a lot of penalties then when you're already feeling a wee bit short benched um listen i i thought it was a well-deserved win good to get a power play goal or two behind us banging in and around the crease again getting not greasy goals but goals from in and around the blue paint was important again this is a lovely goal here from from preston that quick release that we've talked about all season simon talks about his shot all the time on the webcast and, uh, you know, he gets into those sort of slots. His shot's away off the stick before the goalies are expecting it. And it's a hard shot from what Simon says. I think Besko's obviously um, said about it as well. Says can come on that. But I just thought of across the, the piece tonight. This one, thanks for cutting the goals this week, Paddy. Uh, Save me doing it. But, um, you know, you've, you've obviously highlighted this section here, which is, for me, in this, you either take them both or you don't take any of them. For me, you know, uh, okay, Bobby throws a little cross-check into the gloves here. He gets roughly manhandled straight after. For me, it's it's got to be both of them or none of them. I don't think from that incident, from what you can see there, that you can put one team on a, on a penalty kill. You can, I don't think that's a two-minute penalty. To, it's either to both of them or none of them. But anyway, 
you, we, we came up for me just a little bit of inconsistency through this whole game and um Obviously, you're highlighting it there on the highlights for us to talk about. So we'll we'll talk about it. There's obviously that we have a couple of five on threes from from penalties that are called, and you know, for me, that's this highlights package is taking forever here. But um, nothing really more to say, Paddy. Than I I thought we were fairly dominant in the game, and as you say, even if you look at the story of the game, if I throw up, um, sorry, I should have done that to start with. Apologies, people. Um, brand, um, hit there. If you want to follow along with the stats, that's a tracking for the story of the game and the XG and the sort of the story of the game goes along. Just has Belfast ever so slightly ahead the whole game. And I thought the only time that we gave them an end into the game was when we were having to kill those penalties. And, and for long sections of time, we were, you know, sitting on our backside in the penalty box. Obviously came abusive official calls, too many man calls, just those little things that just, you're looking at a wee bit of a rub on the night and we never got them. Simon, you know, there's a few things have popped up, popped up from this game. <clears throat> Not least a bit of a we can have a bit of officiating talk because there were some odd calls. You know, Nottingham come back into it. They, they, you know, it's a great goal from Betteridge, but they, but they level things up on the back of a five-on-three from an elbowing call on Davy Phillips that I thought was yeah, and then and a tripping call on Quinn Preston, which I also thought was. Eh. But I, we, everybody can have their you know, disagreements on officiating, but it just seemed a bit, you know, it, it, it didn't seem to justify what the Giants were doing on the ice. This is a very difficult one. Um, due to the position that I'm in with working for the club, and I always like to give my opinion. I'm not usually shy on that. Um, I think it, you know, Davey mentions this all the time. He's always goes along the lines of, you know, he always looks at the, the officials and tries to be positive about it. Um, but the the whole league's got better. Make no mistake about that. The players have got better. The running the clubs have got better, in my opinion. It's, you know, there's so many things getting better. And we just need the, the those, there's a few other bits and pieces that I, my, I feel are sort of need worked on. And they look, make no mistake about it. The referees have a difficult job. That there's, there's, it's absolute given. That's the situation with that. But they also need to respect the players and the coaches. It goes both ways, but a lot of the time, they're not showing any respect for the players and coaches. I had a fan that said to me at, on Friday night after the game some of the comments that they've heard because they sit pretty close to. Um, and they're sorry, there's that elbow, by the way. I'll come back to that in a minute. They sit pretty close to the bench and they can hear when you're down that level, when you're down that low, maybe not sitting right behind the glass, but when you're down that low, you can hear the players and the coaches and their opinions and you can hear the referees shouting as well. And if you're going to dish it out, you've got to be able to take it. And that goes both ways, both for the players and the officials. I just feel that everybody needs to be feeling getting better. Obviously, you know, we've seen a bit of an issue the week before. Um Toby Craig getting a bit of hassle. Um, and then there was an incident there last week. And I think it was a Cardiff and Glasgow game. Again, high stick, glove, Josh Batch. I don't know. I had a look at it, but it's and it's very difficult to see, in my opinion. And then, obviously, the, the issues with, with our own game at the weekend. Look, I think we'd probably just need to take a little step back and go, right, do you know what? Let's all be better. And that our discipline... We've got more penalties than anybody else in the league this year for the games we've played. Um, our discipline needs to be better. Make no mistake about that. Do I think that we're the only ones out there in a game slashing, hooking, tripping? Um, 
making all these elbowing, uh, allegedly. Absolutely not. Calls are made. You would like to think calls are made with merit if it deserves a penalty. And if referees need to be calling on penalties, then absolutely call it. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. There shouldn't be any gray area. When you look at some of the calls that were called over the weekend, and look, this is the this is one thing that I feel really strongly about. We won this game at the weekend. We didn't lose it, so we're not coming from a point of view of um, of Gurnan because we get beaten. The referees were the reason that we get beat. That's not the case. We won the game against Nottingham Panthers, and the Panthers are really good. By the way, make no, they are a good, good team this year. Um, but I just feel that the way things have started to turn, everybody's criticizing the referees. Sometimes merited, yes, but I do think that the players need to take that little bit of accountability as well. Adam's already held his hand up on numerous occasions and said, I need to be better. And that's because he's an honest guy. He just wants to win. He, he, everything that he does, he wants to be the best at. And it is a problem. It, make no mistake about it. I, I I think Adam sort of takes the flack and he's sort of taking the... the um, um, the attention away from the players on, on, on occasion, not all the time, but on occasion. But sometimes you just need to step back and go, do you know what? It, it is some of our people need to step up. It's not always the coach's fault. Guys are paid to go out and do a job. Referees are paid to go out and do a job. I just think that everybody needs to be better. I think without putting myself in too much trouble, I think that's probably the best thing I could say at the minute. David, you've, uh, you, you've moved the, the highlights here for the people watching on to this point. Why? Okay. We'll, we'll jump back to this because we had George Owada on either last week or the week before and we talked about 200-foot goals. A um, bit of communication between D-men and here's a nice wee bit of analysis on it. We've got a nice position in the offensive end. We're winning 3-1 at this stage. We go in, okay, a couple of players have a little bump against each other, but the two D-men have the two forwards coming down. Nicely positioned. There's a little bit of a crossover. Third, the third man should be our centre man coming down, flying down in. Goes to the puck. And obviously three on two leaves a leaves a Panther in the centre there just to take the puck in on Besco and make it three two. So that's one of the ones um we'll be working on. George Owada was talking about it last week. You can't concede those two hundred foot goals. Marty talked about it on the webcast about the centre man. Just take the centre man, let the D man work with the two the two forwards that are coming down. And then this is for says we pause this just at a good time here. I, I think I'm not sure which referee called it, so I, I'm not I'm not gonna name the other but... called it. Okay. So whenever we pause here, you can see the Funakab logo on David. You had this on Twitter the weekend. You can see the Funakab logo. His elbow is probably no higher than belly button. Whoever the referee is, they say down the ice on the die. I can't make that call. He sees the elbow coming up after the hit, but it's not the elbow coming up in the hit. It's just a body going and, and coming up. If anything, he might catch a little bit of shoulder pad there, but that's not an elbow. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not a penalty either. coaches were shooting elbow, mate. Sorry, the Twitter coaches were shouting elbow. The Twitter coaches didn't see it, obviously, um, because it's not an elbow, and it just is one of those. Um, we it, then go on to me. Show, sorry, Davey. Me shows a bit smaller than Davey. Yeah, under no circumstances is that an elbow penalty. I don't think it's a penalty at all. No, I agree. My, my gripe, my gripe with the whole That's thing, my gripe with the whole thing would be where where Andy called the penalty from. He's he's literally behind me. Show. Feet past uh, Lukasovic is, is 30, maybe 40 feet away from it. 
Armby's at least a hundred. He's 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 two blue lines away from it, so he's at least eighty to ninety feet away from the play, and he makes that call. It's never a penalty. It's absolutely not a penalty. I agree. I think I think, I think that's what puts, that's what puts us in the back foot. Like, well, no, sorry, yeah, absolutely. That's what coming in did, and that's where Nottingham get their equalizer. Yeah, again, it. it then, then we then we go on this one where the guy drives the front and uh, draws a tripping penalty here and um, puts us on a five on three late in the period. I'm gonna be honest. The... That's that's a penalty all day long. That's a tripping yeah. ball all day long. That's okay. And I'm just highlighting that they're. But here for me, this is a penalty also. Ben Lake isn't the, Ben Lake isn't given the ice here to go and play the puck. For me, this is an interference call. Ben Lake can't go and get the puck. Bang bang! It's in the back of the net. So if you're going to call them, you're going to call them consistency. For me, that's a penalty as well. But like we, we move on, it goes three each, and then we come up and hopefully the next uh, clip, party, if you've done it right, it'll be Kohei Sato with the winning goal. Um, skates down, goes in on Rox Dianovic. Finish. Wins the game. Wins the game. Let's, and, get, uh, uh, let's, get, some of the, let's get some of the thoughts of the coaches. Yeah. Um... You know, when things are not going your way, it seems that things continue to not go your way, and it's how you react to them. I thought our group reacted very well to, you know, the whole game. And I thought they just kept pushing forward. Um, obviously, calls go against us, and, uh, you know, they score. And uh, our group didn't quit, just kept coming back. And finally, uh, Kohei got the big winner, and, and Besko shut the door, and everybody was pulling the rope, and that's nice to see. Yeah, we try to to compete. Um, so we have, um, I guess, uh, the start was not what I expect. Like the first five minutes, then we came back in the game step by step, and the same on second period. Like the the start was not the, what we expect. So no, um, we have some positive stuff. Like, um, but uh, I know we know the, the 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 key points where we need to to improve, and uh, we'll work on it. Two things. Two things before we move on. Um, towards the end of that game, pretty uh, raised an eyebrow or two. One, Nottingham messing about on an icing call to give their players rest, and they're not being a delay of game call. And two, there being seven men on the ice as as the uh, as uh, Stavanovic goes back, uh, despite the fact that they're already playing six up front. I go on the first one. Says can go on the second one. There was fifty eight seconds between whistles. And if you get a 30-second timeout, that's two timeouts. There's 58 seconds from the wet rest blew the whistle for the icing to they drop the puck. And it was clear what was happening. We took a delay game penalty for a face-off infraction on Saturday night, which for the amount of face-off infractions in this league, to take one for it was oh, I don't even it was so soft. They allowed that to happen. 60 seconds more or less, two seconds off a minute between face-offs. And I've been I've been doing a little bit of face-off analysis, which Simon will know about over the last month, and the time taken in certain rinks between a, a whistle being blown and a puck being dropped. But 58 seconds a minute Mental. between that whistle for the icing and the puck being dropped again is nothing short of a disgrace. And that's just all I've got to say. It can't happen. It can't be allowed to happen. But Simon, you can go on to the seven men on the ice. I'll, I'll just touch on the the um, face off or the uh, too many. Sorry, the the 
the wasting time from Nottingham. Look, see if you can get away with it. You get away with it. Yeah, get away with it. Out there, he will do it. However, however, with the way the game was being called on Saturday night, there was no chance that being called against us. None. Um, it's it just that, you know, I agree, David. It's a penalty all day long. You know, you've the whole point of trying to capitalize on a tired. We had them planted in their area for nearly. It was, a, it, was, at that point. It, it was a and, double double change ozone yeah. shift we had. Yeah. The two full changes in the ozone. We had them pinned. You 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 win that icing call. Yeah, you, you, you have to take that advantage. And they'd used their timeout. Yeah. Being the point they'd already I mean, used the timeout. Because I think they pulled they the timeout time whenever the third goal went then. But they couldn't cause they couldn't use the timeout on an icing call anyway. However, you know, it, it, the bottom line is of course it's a penalty for delay of game and there yeah. was no balls. There was no balls to call it. The second part of it with the seven on five. Toff is screaming. I could hear Toff screaming for more. I was sitting and it was ignored. I mean, there were seven guys on the ice, the goalie and six forwards or six ice, six skaters for the Panthers for at least 10 to 12 seconds, completely ignored. And there wasn't even a, a get together of all four officials to discuss it. There was nothing. Look, all we're asking is the call to be the game to be called fairly. And right now, we feel that it's not. That's sorry, then hold on. I can't say we. I fade personally. It's not being called fairly. Okay, let's uh, let's move on, gents. The highlights in that game, of course, available from Belfast Giants TV on YouTube. Old, and old, old Paddy, no opinion, Smith. All of a sudden, I know. Stepping you back from this one, Paddy. Paddy's giving me a sore head. He's talking that much of me. <laughs> I think if I actually, when I agree with you, gents, I just stay silent. I don't need the okay. item to it. I think I think that both those calls were both ridiculous. The fact that they both got, but they both got away with them. It, I think I think it can it can end up it can end up rolling over a little bit of frustration, and I think that played into our early game and even right through. We played a full period shorthanded on Saturday night, and I think that's a, a rollover frustration from officiating Saturday uh, or on Friday night. Let me tell you, from being quite close down there on Saturday night, it wasn't good. Sam, Sam's going into disco here. That's what happened. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Jasmine, <laughs> I want to race through the Calvary game before we bring him in. But the you know, but I agree. And the other side of it is, you know, talking about the referees is there's a level of you know criticism, and you you can you you're allowed to criticize refereeing. You're absolutely allowed to do it. I think you should be allowed to do it. You should, but there also needs to be a level where it has to be constructive, and you can't just get it's, criticism, not abuse. And we said we've said this before: critical, be critical, but not abusive. And one of the things is because as I move on to the Coventry game, you'll see why I think that there also needs to be you also need to tread lightly. And you'll see why I'll, I'll tell you why in just a second because we're going to go on to this game against the Coventry Blaze that took place in the Sky Dome on Saturday night. Davy was there. It was a it was a uh, an overtime win for the Coventry Blaze who took it three two. I think one of the first wins they've had there in quite a while. Um, Roth Norrish were two goals in regular time for the Blaze. Preston and the returning Henrik Eric in Nets. Tyler Beskarowani twenty five shots on three goals against the other side. Taron Cozen twenty nine shots on two goals against. Your referees were James Irons and Dean Smith. So. I'm pretty sure Dean Smith retired, but it's a, but the fact that we're in a, we're in a position now where you know who's going to be refereeing next week, Andy Kirkham. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, David Dean Clyde was not man. the worst. 
<laughs> David Clyburn. Uh let's bring the highlights up. And and David, you were there. I, I will start with you. Uh, you know, discipline, discipline, discipline. Hey, listen, um, you can call it discipline. I, I think there was factors at play here right from the start of this game. Um Sid said at the start there about me being a refs guy, and I always say they're part of the furniture and they're there to be respected, and no refs, no game and all. But I just felt on Saturday night this wasn't a well officiated game um i think we have our own part to play in that as well where discipline maybe got away from us at times obviously we've got the there's a great outlet pass i think that's a wee one off off besco's pads and hank is i was reading react and has, has sent that pass up through to, to quinn preston he's away the races are pops it over cousin's glove hand gets us an early lead in the start of the second period it'd been a very um, it's been a pretty well matched up first period, but we came out there strong in the second period, and then we've got into penalty trouble again. They've scored two, I think, on with the extra man. We've came back really strong there. We've, we've pulled uh, pulled Besco at the end. I think we've actually we're, we're on the penalty kill as it as it is, and we've pulled Besco to make it um, six on five, and um, we've came up a shot from the outside goes in, and uh, I think it's Quinn Preston on the back post hits it, goes across, Kohei shovels it across, and Hanks on the back post there to make it to each and at that time everybody's buzzing we've got it the overtime a well well earned point Blazer a better team than they were even a few weeks ago when we were down there um and obviously there's the disappointment we 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 threw everybody into the rush on the three on three Coles going down the right wing gets a wee bit caught up in the snow you know 23 minutes of ice you know it's just uh it's got a wee bit choppy there and unfortunately for him it's just turned over to blue line and Obviously, we've all piled into the end zone trying to make the trying to make the, the play to save it going the penalty shots, and unfortunately for us, uh, it's gone the other way. And the breakaway on Pesco makes it three two. And uh, but listen, uh, where we were to come away with a point, let's take the positives out of that. Um, and and the discipline, obviously losing Laker early in the game, not having longer from the night before as well, playing five D all night long. I think Charlie Curry's played like thirty one minutes or something. So guys are going to be tired towards the end of the game. You just see here as Cole just takes it into the end zone. The two guys are busting with him, and, and it's just one of those. It's a turnover. There's no blame attached there. That's just one of those. It's just a hockey play. It goes wrong, unfortunately, for the kid. Um, but I just thought there was times through that game that certain things happened. You you, you seen another abusive official penalty. Um, there was. A, I'll tell you one wee story. We had a we we went on the penalty, um, and and there was just a little mix up in the players that were put out in the ice, and we ended up with three day men on the ice, and with Kohei went to go for a change. And the ref's like, no, you're not making the change. You're not making it. And they're like, lads, come on, just let's. And no, no, no. And we had about a four-second shift where pucks dropped. It's, it's, it's shoveled back to the blue line. They've had a shot and Besco saved it and the ref skated over. Do you want to have a change now? Just a little level of arrogance that's unnecessary and just getting people's backs up. Uh, and yes, and, and Adam said it afterwards as well, we have to be a wee bit better with our discipline. But there's also factors. Everybody has to play their part. And the officials have to play their part in that as well. Simon, how do you feel that this game went for the Giants? Lack of discipline. Um, you know, I think it was 11 two-minute minors and then obviously Lakers call. Um, oh, that, you know, that certainly didn't help us. It's it's one of those ones where, you know, Charlie Curdy, we talked on, he played 31 minutes um, on Saturday night. Eight and a half of them shorthanded. Um he must have been exhausted. As are, you know, obviously Jacob would have been tired. We're playing before defenseman at one point. Um, it's, it's, you know, we've been down guys and they've got a lot of ice time over the last while and it's been really, really difficult. When you take the penalties out of the equation, I thought we actually did really well. I thought we played okay. a good game. I thought, 
I didn't get to watch the game on Saturday night. I watched it on Sunday afternoon. Um, and uh, I was trying to stay away from the score, but unfortunately it's impossible these days. Um, but uh, I thought we did okay. I genuinely did. I thought we controlled a lot of the game. Um, even shorthanded, we still we had still a couple of chances shorthanded. Um, you know, the coverage of I think it's four and five they've won. Um, so they're on a bit of you know, they've they've had a tough start of the season. They're starting to um, you know, ramp up a wee bit and they're they're playing decent and they've some got some really good players as well. But uh, you know, when you're when you're taking eleven minors and in any game in one situation, whether it's our fault or whether it's the officials making the calls. You're putting yourself in a really difficult situation. So, um, however, three points from the weekend after the month that we've had, um, I think the, the boys will be will be happy with it. They certainly would have preferred the fourth one. And I have to give a shout out to Arlene Dixon. She's been yakking away in the comments here for a couple of uh, a couple of weeks. Now. I did say it a few weeks ago, but she obviously she's only. I think Arlene's probably about ten or eleven, and um, she just every time she sees me, Kitsy, give me a shout out, give me a shout out. And I've tried to give her a shout out. I think she probably was had to go to bed the last time I gave her a shout out, and she didn't see it. So hi, Arlene. <laughs> let's uh, hi, Arlene. The, Hello, uh, Arlene. Let's uh, let's have a quick look at the at the tops because the um, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> it, it it is a case of something we have to discuss. Uh, ben Lake has been assessed a two game suspension for uh, spearing the two players in this game against the Coventry Blaze. I've not seen anybody really uh, says I'll start with you. I've not seen anybody really disagree with this. I, I do. Oh, do I you? Know. Know. I went back for the last five years on Dops, um, on Twitter, and he's done ten years. And he daily has to go five better, doesn't he? No, no. I'm just telling no. you. You can you can add on another five. I, I know, but I got bored. Um, so the last five years, there's never been a two game suspension for spearing. When you look at that play develop, watch look look at um. Your man's stick. I can't remember his name. McNulty. McNulty jabs at the back of, of Lakers' leg. Do you know what? See if Lakers not on balance there. He goes down. I mean, he, he sort of loses a bit of balance. He goes down, and that could cause a serious incident, serious accident. Referees don't know if they're saying it or not. They're not going to call the initial one. They're going to call a retaliation. Laker knows he's got to be better there. Um, in all fairness, you know, it's a long, long season. McNulty's just a wee anyway so um it is what it is oh, coming um, up on next week's yeah. show <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, david i'll take your opinion on it as well but you say you say and i agree with you you know there hasn't been a two for for spearing other but are we not in the sort of uh, not to put it lightly but the sort of post johnson era that you know uh, after oh. what adam johnson that the tariffs or things like this are going to be higher why because they're going to just crack they're going to crack down on the game a bit more why? Because the severity of it. Why? I just why is a penalty? I, why is a penalty different now than it was on the twentieth of October? So, I agree. I agree. It shouldn't be, but we've seen it happen a few times now, where sometimes. Right. Well, then let let the league come out and say that because because let the league come out and let every player know that the, the game's changed. You can't do that. You can't snide someone with a wee spear in the back of the 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 calf. That's okay. The only part of the back of the leg it's got no protection. That's okay. You're gonna have it. You're gonna get it back. All right. The reaction's wrong. Maybe if if Ben wasn't coming back of of the injuries that he's coming back off, maybe McNulty gets grabbed by the scruff. I don't know. Listen, Simon said it's a long season. There's been two spearing penalties in the NHL that have deemed to be two games penalties in the last ten years. There's been none 
in the Elite League. So it's the first time in Elite League since 2014, since Dobbs has had Twitter, that they've given two games. So let them explain. It's no different. To, there was two or three last year. DeLuca had them. Broussard had them. Um, funny, against did, each other. Did, did, um, against did, each other, actually. Did Henbrun get one last month? I think you'd give him a slashing, but in all fairness, it's a spear. And he only got one pound. That's worse than that. I know everybody, all these different people will be watching, not Giants fans, but other, other fans from around the league, because we are the best podcast in the league. That's just the way it is. They'll all be watching <laughs> right now, and they'll be going, ah, oh, you're just bass. Yes, that's the whole point of sport. We are Belfast Giants fans. If you don't like it, lump it. If you don't want to watch, don't watch. However, as we said from Saturday night, or sorry, fr- Friday night when we're talking about the Panthers game, Saturday night when we're talking about the uh, Coventry game, when we're talking about on ice officiating, and then we talk about going to tops. Be consistent. Yeah. Let everybody know what you're going to do, so everybody knows what they can and can't do. Right. Fair enough. Fair points. Fair points. Let's quickly hear from the coaches and then chat to Jacob, friend. It, well, it did. It, it certainly did in terms of goals, but percentage-wise, maybe not. There was a lot of disrupted power plays too, you know, penalties in between and stuff like that. It was it was a stressful night, I think, for the players, you know, motion-wise, you know, the refs, things like that. And um, But listen, I, I what I said to the group was, you know, four or five weeks ago, we probably would have went and found a way to lose that hockey game, right? And I thought we did a great job in the third period, even when they had that six-on-five for about 30 seconds there, guys blocking shots. We kept them to the outside and um, unfortunately, one goes off a skate and kind of hits the side of the net, but takes a weird angle back in behind Cozy, and we thought he had it. Whatever, it happens. But uh, great goal by Lucci there, you know, to get us the two points. And, you know, I'm happy for the guys. You know, we've we've been playing with a lot more confidence here lately and obviously turning those, those good performances into wins, and that's key, right? You know, sometimes you're not going to be at your best, but, you know, the performances have been good. And, uh, you know, it's resulting in two points. Um, I liked our effort tonight. I thought we were good tonight. Um, obviously, shocking discipline, uh, including myself. You know, you can't kill for 20 minutes and expect to win a hockey game. At the same time, I mean, I guess Coventry is the most disciplined team in the world. They didn't slash or hack or whack or do anything tonight. So, you know, that's frustrating for us. But, um, you know what? It was a huge point. We battled back there. Uh, got a big goal there at the end, and then obviously a, a turnover and cost us the game. And you know, we just uh, obviously, you know, we're up against it right now with some injuries, and then you lose Laker tonight and uh, lose Longer last night. Uh, you know, so obviously uh, guys were fatiguing there in the third period. I thought, but I thought they they gutted out those kills and gave us a chance to get that second point. So we're going to build on that and. Um, We'll get some, hopefully get some bodies back here for Wednesday and, and focus on Wednesday. I thought that there were some real good things today outside of the, the amount of penalties uh, that we took. The, th- the one thing that struck me, if I could des- describe that in one word, was resiliency from the Giants tonight. Would you say that was fair? Yeah, certainly. Uh, stupidity also for the amount of penalties, like I said, including myself. Um, but yes, uh, they dug deep and got, got a lot of kills done tonight, and and then uh, we're, we're resilient there at that last uh, with the goalie out to, to get that that point, you know, and that's a massive point for us. You know, a three-point weekend at this stage after the month we've had, we'll certainly take it. But we need to refocus, and our discipline needs to get much better for sure. Those watching on can see the lads in the background working working very hard. Uh, the um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
Oh, well, better uh, quickly give a shout out to Kelly. Kelly's been in bed since Sunday morning. He ha isn't well. Get well soon, Kelly. His ears must be sore after you talk them right off him. <laughs> the uh, the highlights of that game are available from our good friends at Blaze TV. You get those on YouTube. Right, let's crack on with our first guest of the evening, Belfast Giants D-man, who came just to have a bit of experience in, in the RHL ECHL. I will say he played for the Owen Sound Attack, and that is not the reason I'm wearing my Peter Repeats hat. That's just a pure coincidence. Please welcome to the View from the Bridge, Jacob Friend. How are you doing, mate? What's going on, guys? Oh, is that a, a stitches in the eyebrows of you? Yeah, that was from... That was from the Coventry game, actually. Yeah, you went off. You went. You, you went off for for a short while. Is, is it okay? Yeah, no, it's fine. Ironically, I was sitting on the bench when I got high stick. So, talk about, <laughs> talk about penalties. We didn't get one for that one. <laughs> Give us your reflection on the weekend. Obviously, a bit of a bad run of form coming into the weekend, but uh, to kick three from the four points you must be happy enough. Yeah, I mean, it's been said a couple times in the past few minutes over the past month that we've had three points in a weekend is kind of nice for us, but obviously we, we definitely would have preferred the four. Um, I thought the Nottingham game, we played a relatively good game. That's obviously a good team. So it's going to be a bit more of a back and forth. Obviously I, I've been in for a few minutes now. I heard you guys reflecting on the refs. I think that there maybe could have been a better game from the refs, but it is what it is. And we do, you got to play the game that the way that it is. And we stuck through it and we put our best foot forward when all was said and done. And then we got the, got the win in that game. And then we, we move on to Coventry. I thought that we felt we deserved that game and not against Nottingham. So, so we were coming in feeling pretty good in that Coventry game. We got the first goal. And to be honest, I thought it was, it was going to kind of be smooth sailing from there, but, but obviously the penalty trouble is not going to help for us, especially short bodied, um, and then I was out for 10 minutes of a period. You got 4D, one of them being compound and his, I think it's his second professional game or something. So, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't easy for, for our team killing for that much. Um, I thought I was proud of ourselves for, for getting that one point, you know, um, I really thought we were going to get it done in overtime, but it's just the way it is. Hockey plays happen, but. I mean, I was proud of us to get that one point with with everything that happened in the game. We, could, we obviously shot ourselves in the foot in that game, trying to take that too many penalties. Jacob, um, bit of a shake up in, in lines in the last couple of weeks. You've been going with Charlie most of the season. There, a bit of a shake up. Are you enjoying it with your new D-man partner? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I, we're all we're all very capable defensemen on the team, and Davy's an extremely experienced defenseman. So I've been learning some tips and some tricks from him. Um, obviously with the 5D, we play much playing with anyone in, in Coventry, but, um, in practice, we've been doing a lot with Davey and, and, and I'm enjoying it, you know, playing with Curdy was, was great. And if I get a chance again, it's awesome. But like I said, we got very capable defensemen in that room and, and Davey's a great, a great player to play with. He, um, on the ice, we all know what he brings off the ice. You don't sit that far away from him. What's he like in the room? <laughs> um, Davey's awesome. He is he's one of the characters in the room that that keeps it light when we need it. But like I said, he's he's got a lot of experience. So when he's talking, you're usually listening, especially because if it's gonna be funny, it's gonna be really funny. 
<laughs> but if it's serious, it's going to mean a lot too. So, I mean, he, he's great. He's, he's awesome to have in the room. Obviously, you know, you, you've just touched on, you know, the boys have been dying a lot of injuries this year so far. A couple of newcomers have come in. Um, we're starting to get a few boys back. Dressing room's probably not big enough right now. Um, <laughs> we need, need a few extra seats. But what's the what's the vibe been around the last few days? Obviously, looking forward to the, the Challenge Cup quarterfinal first leg and t- tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. You know what? It, it's exciting. I mean, some guys are, are getting close and – practices have been a lot different just with lot with all the bodies and guys haven't been used to it but it, it's nice so it's exciting getting some of those guys back they're close you could tell that they're close they're excited to come back and and wednesday is going to be awesome it's my first my first crack at a at a game where every single goal matters not just one game at a time so it's going to be cool the aggregate score is something i've never been a part of so i'm excited for that um, I think we've got um, kind of a little chip on our shoulder from from losing last week, so we're hoping that we can get it done. But obviously, we, we just gotta make sure that we're playing our best game and staying out of the penalty box. You've got that. It's it's a, interesting you make that point because there must be a shift in mentality, you know, from all the teams you've played on, and then you come into the elite league where the league is what we want. The league is what we. Want. But we always say two points in October mean the same as two points in March, you know, and also you threw in the mid-season cup and and things like that. How are you finding this sort of transition to a, a different a different style? Yeah, it's very interesting, you know, like it's funny because in the North American style league, you say you say the same thing. You say two points are just as important as the first game of the year. But you forget about it. You, you don't. You don't really think about it at the end of the year when you finish second and you're in playoffs, and it doesn't really matter. You're still in playoffs, or you're two points back of first when you could have been a first. But you're like, whatever. You're, we're still in playoffs. But it's not like that, which is, which I personally enjoy because I want to win every single game, and I've always said that finishing first when you're just in play when you have playoffs is just as important as as if you're just getting in playoffs, but the the adjustment for me is, is, is different because it's almost a little bit of anxiety as to making sure you win every single game where obviously you're not going to do that, but the adjustment, that's the adjustment is, is not, I guess, over concerning yourself, but not under concerning yourself because obviously every single point, like you said, is very, very important. What did you think of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? <laughs> you know what? I've I've been to, I've been to. Just, a couple... just to clarify that you and some of the lads went to the game between Spurs and Newcastle at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, we did. It, it was awesome. I've been to a couple NFL games. Um, I've been to some MLS games, <clears throat> MLB games, NHL games. I think that was the, the coolest atmosphere I've been a part of. I mean, the stadium itself is obviously immaculate, and. We were sitting right close to the Newcastle fans and just listening to the, the two groups of fans go back and forth at each other all night was hilarious. <laughs> a good game for you to be at, considering the way that it went. Yeah, no, it was great. You know with Sizz? You know a big Spurs fan? <laughs> uh, I gave myself a a two-hour pass because I'm, I've 
attributed myself to be a West Ham supporter. Ooh. Oh, come on. <laughs> you like West Ham on Spurs. That's just not right. It's a big, big shout out to Mark Brooks. He'll be, he'll be delighted to hear that. <laughs> Commercial manager for the uh, Elite League. I had, I, had, I had to come up with the team coming over here. Um, I have a friend who's from, who's from Leicester, and he said that you have to have a team who you support if you're going to be over there. I didn't want to jump on a bandwagon team of, of someone who's who's in, always in the top of the league simply because I didn't want to be that guy. Spurs, Spurs are perfect. I didn't want to be that guy, so I picked a team that that's, I guess, right there. Maybe maybe has a, a less of a chance of winning, but still there, I guess. But yeah, that 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 Tottenham Stadium, is something else. I've I've watched a couple of NFL. I've couple of watched a couple of NFL games there, and when mm-hmm. they because the actual NFL pitch is below the football pitch. But uh, right. the atmosphere at the NFL games that they've held there has been phenomenal. But yeah, really fantastic stadium. So do they do they move the grass to? Yeah, the whole pitch goes underneath the. Do you know the, do you know the big stand, the, the the one continuous stand at one end? Yeah. The pitch, just, the pitch just breaks up and rolls underneath that stand. Oh my! Yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> and you can see it like you can see the dugout. It's like six eight feet below. Oh, sorry, oh. above the, the the NFL pitch. Quite if, you go, if, you, if you go on YouTube, you can watch the video of it speeding up, obviously getting it over. It's unbelievable. Wow, that's interesting. Before, two things before we let you go. First of all, um, yeah. obviously the game tomorrow, and then we have Manchester Storm at the weekend. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts? So game tomorrow is going to be, like I said, it's going to be cool. It's going, it's Like mm-hmm. I said, it's my first crack at, at the aggregate score. Um, it's a playoff game. Which is new to me too. In the middle, in the middle of the season, having playoffs is, is is definitely something I've never experienced before. But I'm excited. Um, uh, like I said, we got a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. We we definitely we definitely want to win. After losing in the in that exact building, I think I think it's I think it's good for us, you know, um, to go right back there after a loss in that same building um, to put 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 our another good effort in and and hopefully come out with with the right score um and then obviously you have back to back against manchester at home i don't i mean i could be wrong here i don't think we've had two games in a row at home yet i could be wrong nope, nope. so so that's so that's obviously very exciting for us because no travel on a weekend that obviously takes a lot of you getting up and going to the airport or getting getting on the ferry um and jumping right back into league play after a playoff game is also going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of adjustment for me. But I think if we could just take it one game at a time, we worry about tomorrow. We put our best effort in. Hopefully, we get the result we want, and then we just take we go back do the same thing. Just put our best foot forward. The first game at Manchester, and and the best thing about this sport is, even if you put your best foot best effort in, and you don't get the win. You get to do it the next day, and it's at home. So we just got to make sure we just we take it one step at a time. We're obviously in a little bit of a slump, but but we've been feeling that we've been putting some good efforts in, and as long as we just continue to do that, things are bound to go our way. One last thing before we let you go is actually I'm going to introduce the next guest on okay. the bridge and bring him in alongside you because I believe you might know each other. Please welcome, with the games against the Manchester Storm this weekend, please welcome to your view from the bridge, the captain of the Manchester Storm, Cam Critchlow. What's going on, Chris? <laughs> hey, fellas. How you doing? Hey, Brenda. Turn your, turn your phone 90 degrees, Cam, if you would. 90 degrees. Should... There, we go. there we go. So how do you two know each other? So actually, 
Cam Critchlow was my first professional hockey roommate. Uh, we played in we played in Jacksonville together. Yeah, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, seems to have frozen. <laughs> he's not delayed. See, or he's just not opening his eyes. Yeah. So here's Cam. Cam Cam picked me up from the airport, even coming in Jacksonville. So he was the first guy I met going into Jacksonville, and then we we lived together for for quite a bit. It's what I would say. That you find that hockey and hockey circles things are quite uh, quite tight and quite yeah. small. You always yeah. come across these guys time and time again. So I knew Cam had left that season, left Jacksonville, go back to Manchester, and I, I obviously had kept my tabs on him throughout the years. And then the first game this year, playing Manchester, going on the ice, there was I saw Cam and I saw four other guys on the team that I knew that I didn't even know were there. But it's it, like you said, the hockey world is obviously small, so there is there's quite a bit of familiarity around the league, and Manchester happens to have. Five guys on the team that I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Cam seems to have dropped out, and uh, hopefully, he'll come back in a few minutes. But listen, Jacob, listen, we really appreciate your time. Thanks yeah. for joining us, and uh, good luck. To, good luck to on Wednesday night, and good luck. To, oh no, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There he is. Coming back. back. Cam, what's your memories of Jacob? <laughs> oh, Jacob, uh, super, super nice guy. Good teammate. Uh, honest player. Tough as nails, uh, not someone you want to play against. So, uh, looking forward to see him again on the ice this weekend. Yeah. You said you picked him up. Uh, you picked him up from the airport. Yeah, yeah. I think I was one of the first guys Jake's met in pro hockey, so I was lucky to uh, be able to help him out, picking him up at the airport, moving him into the apartment, and uh, seeing his career obviously grow over the years. And uh, he's become a great pro. So it's uh, it's always nice to see see someone develop the way that he has. Jesus, the nicest thing he's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. He he was great. Like like he's like he said, he was great. Um, he was a true pro when I got there, and, and he helped me along the way. So thanks you to you. Have, too, like, you're playing each other on Saturday, lads. You do, or Friday. You, do, you, do, you don't need to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can you know, throw someone out there. Just don't worry, you. I won't be saying this stuff to him on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake, yeah. Yeah. He plays with an edge, so I wouldn't expect many pleasantries out there from Jake. I mean, even you know, he even rides out high sticks on the bench. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. the game he plays. Yeah. Jacob, listen, we'll let you go. We really appreciate your time, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks, guys. See you later. Cheers, Jake. Big thanks to, to Jacob Fred for joining us. Cam, thank you for joining us. Um, big win against the Five Flyers of the weekend. Give us your take on how the Manchester Storm are getting on at the moment. Yeah, I think. Uh... Saturday was a big, big win for us. We hadn't really been playing the way that we uh, we had liked here for about a two and a half, three week stretch. So that was a big win. I thought we played uh, pretty desperate. That's what we needed, and um, you know it was a good team effort. Everyone on the team had a really strong game. Uh, Winnegar was strong in that again. So uh, it was just a good, complete performance. You know, I think uh, anytime you play Fife, Shane Owen is a strong goaltender, and uh, they have a good team. They're skilled. They're fast. They create offense. So. Uh, I thought we came in, played well, executed the game plan we wanted to do, and um, luckily we got the result we were looking for. Cam, um, I know this will be real cliche, easy to say in hockey. Everybody's searching for consistency, and it would be fair to say the Manchester Storm have just been a little up and down. You know, you've played well stretches. You've you've tanked in sections and, and sections, and then you've came back again. Is it just a daily struggle, just trying to find that consistency? 
Yeah, Davey, I think uh, I think that's pretty accurate. We we haven't really we've been good in stretches and bad in stretches so far. So yeah, consistency is definitely something you want to uh, you want to find um, early early in the season and continue to do so throughout <clears> the year. But um, you know, I think I think we just kind of had a dip, and hopefully we can get trending the right direction again. But um, you know, we've had a little bit of uh, you know changed up the lineup quite a bit. Every every game seems to be a bit different. Looking for something that clicks between lines, deep pairings, whatever it may be. But uh, you know, I think if we can just keep playing the system well, the way we want to keep going, um, you know, we've shown early in the year, we, you know, we've pretty much beaten everybody we, we've played so far, and um, you just got to keep going and, and and you know, make sure you come to play every game and not have any dips in the season. I don't know how long you were in the green room, and we can see you down below there. We were talking about Davy Phillips, he obviously had a great career in, in the British game, played played in North America as well. Davey went out to Australia, uh, must be about 2010, 2011, something like that. I noticed in your career, you also went same team, Adelaide. And that was your first jump from North America straight to Australia. How did that come about? Yeah, uh, yeah, Davey did. He was in Adelaide and him and I have spoken about it before. But uh, I was just finishing up my college career and was kind of itching to, you know, get some, just do a little bit of traveling, play some more hockey, get, get some more experiences in and, I had a couple of buddies that were playing in Australia and I was able to get an opportunity to go. So I thought I'd, I'd go down there and, and play a little bit and get to travel before making my, uh, my turning pro. So I think I went from college to that summer playing in Australia, then going to the East coast league from there. So it was a lot of hockey in a span of two years, but, uh, it was certainly a lot of fun. Cam, you've already faced the chance twice this year, one-on-one, uh, both teams are, I've got a victory both in uh, Manchester. You've had success in Belfast um, over the last couple of years as well. Obviously, the two games at the start of December last year sort of turned our season around and we, we lost both of them. Uh, we went on a, a pretty solid run after that. Um, but how did you... Obviously, you'd be passing that on to a lot of... Within the Elite League, there's a lot of new teammates every year. Um, what, have you, what messages are you passing on to to your, your current teammates to come into Belfast this weekend? Well, I think anytime you come to Belfast for, for Manchester, it's always exciting, first and foremost. Uh, you know, you come into a building with a lot of energy, playing against one of the top teams in the Elite League, obviously. and uh, Just go out there and enjoy it. I mean, it's a beautiful arena. It's fun to play in. Beautiful city. You know, we hop on the plane and fly over, so it's a bit of a different travel day for us. But, uh, you know, you go over there and you got to be ready to play a strong, solid team. Um, nothing's going to be given to you when you play the Giants. So, you know, you got to go out there, play hard, play strong, and, um, you know, be ready to compete every shift. So I think uh, anytime we go over there, you know, you're in for a strong game. So you're going to have to come and play with energy, play with passion, and also, you know, uh, play as a, as a group. So I think, you know, we've, we've seen, seen Belfast twice already, like you said, but... Um, you know, it's a little different playing on the road, and it's never easy to win on the road in this league, no matter where you are. So, uh, I think you know you got to be prepared, come in focused, and uh, ready to play with some jump. You've talked about um, you know you went through a stage there playing in Australia and then the ECHL played a lot of hockey. Your season was extended last year with playing for uh, Team GB for the first time. How was that experience for you? It was great. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, they got a really good group of guys, good staff. Uh, that's why I kind of chuckled when you brought up Davey's name. We got to meet Davey for the first time there. He's quite the character. Uh, great guy. They're really welcoming. And you know what? It's a really, uh, really well-ran program that they have there. And uh, for me to have my time there and have the opportunity 
you know, put the sweater on. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, it's something that I look forward and hopefully can do again. Interesting. Like we were talking about you in your past career and leading into the Manchester Storm, Cam. And you know, you are you you're the captain of the Storm. You have been for a couple of seasons now. But more or less everywhere that you've played, more or less, you've always had a letter in your shirt or captain of the team. Look at New Brunswick. You look at where you've come through. What is it about your character that that leads you to having those letters on your shirt? Yeah, I think uh, you know I've been fortunate enough to to wear a letter and represent a lot of teams and in, in their leadership group that I've been a part of. So. Um, I don't know. I, I take pride in doing it. I think it's kind of just my my personality, my character, and it's always has been since I was a kid. And how my parents kind of taught me and brought me up is kind of how how it's always been for me. And I always want to take pride in what I'm doing and make sure I'm always doing the right things and you know working hard and saying the right things and just kind of buying into the general goal of you know team aspects. So it's just that's just something that I've always done. And um, you know, lucky they I'm lucky to have uh, the trust of you know, Matt Ginn and, and the coaching staff here to represent the team and be the captain. So it's something I definitely take a, a great uh, deal of pride in. And um, I'm lucky to have a good, you know, a really good team of assistants and leaders in our room as well. So that certainly helps. And, um, you know, anytime you can get leadership in the room from either assistant captains and, you know, there's a lot of leadership from guys who don't wear a letter as well. I think that, you know, you guys have seen that firsthand in Belfast over the years. So, you may the difference that can have and, and the impact that could have in the room, so it's definitely a big help for me. You you came in demand. Sorry, go on, David. David, you wanted to pick I, up. I was going to say just because you brought him up there, Cam. Um, obviously, Matt Ginn, um, between the pipes and Manchester, gets injured, is off the ice, gets involved, and obviously then becomes your coach. Has that been an easy transition to to have a guy that you you've been on the ice with, then being your head coach? Yeah, I think uh, I think he's done a, you know a fantastic job. If I'm being honest with you. You know, he was obviously a great goaltender when he played, and um, he got to be introduced into the coaching game again uh, a little bit there when he was injured with Ryan as the head coach. And I think he kind of learned, you know, how to really instill himself as you know a coach and take on a new position. So he's done a great job. It's been, I mean, it's been a bit of a learning transition at times, but uh, for the most part, it's been good. You know, I I have a ton of respect for Matt and and as a player and as a coach. So I don't think. Um, you know, I hope that respect's always been there for him, but to see him kind of grow into the role and, and you know, also improve and get better in a lot of different areas, that's been pretty cool to see him uh, and the growth and, and how, uh, you know, he he's he's a hard worker, man, and he's a smart guy. So he's kind of getting better each day as far as, um, you know, coaching and, and systems and people management and relationship management. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty cool to see him, you know, develop in, into the coach that he is now. We, we know he's watching. He watches every week. <laughs> um, so uh, you said all the right things, but what does does I've always wondered this from a goaltender becoming a coach is does he look at the game differently? Does he does he try and portray and, and put his stamp on it differently compared to maybe guys that you've been coached under before? Yeah, I think I think you know, I, like anytime you have a okay. former player move into coaching, especially, I think you know, you always remember from your playing days, what you, you know, what was harder for you in the net or what you liked and disliked. So there's a lot of different things as far as, you know, offensive plays and, and in zone time and D zone exits and plays as well that he, you know, he likes and what he's trusted in the past and what he's always, you know, he's always been able to see the whole ice from the net as during his playing career. Right. So it's, there's, there's, there's certainly some tendencies that he brings, but uh, you know, um, 
just like any coach, they all have different, they all have different tendencies and, and likes and dislikes, but, um, no, he's, he's brought a lot of his own stuff and thoughts in from, from the to coaching now compared to when, when Ryan was coaching. And then there's also some similarities and, and differences. So, um, you know, he's kind of brought his own little stamp on the team and, um, you know, the guys really like playing for him. So that's really all you can ask for. You joined the uh, the Manchester Storm in the the, curta- the curtailed uh, 2019-2020 season, but you um, <clears throat> you've come back every year since. What is it about Manchester that keeps pulling you back? Um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a great city, great organization. Um, you know, you mentioned the captain thing before. I think that both Matt Ginn and Ryan Finnerty have put a lot of trust in me with this organization. Um, you know, I really enjoy the fans. Everything's been been really good. They, they've treated me extremely well since the day I got here. So, um, you know, I'm a pretty – I try to consider myself a pretty loyal guy in the hockey world. And, um, you know, it's uh, a lot of good relationships here. And I don't see any reason why I would ever change that. But, um, you know, I really have a lot of – take a lot of pride in putting that Manchester jersey on. And I think over the years that I've been here through Manchester, each year it's been to get into that next level, getting, getting the organization and the team into the higher – higher spot in the standings and we've been able to do that each year so you know the the goal continues and we just want to keep developing the organization into you know a top tier place to play your thoughts ahead of this weekend yeah it's gonna be tough no doubt about it um you know you you guys said there's a lot of guys getting healthier for for the giants now and uh, i know they've been bitten by the injury bug a little bit but uh yeah they're a big fast team skilled um, you got to be ready for them. They have a lot of dangerous weapons. Um, good goalie and best Grawani. So you just, you know, you got to, you got to be prepared and you got to come in ready to work. So, you know, that's what we'll be doing. Uh, we're coming off a big win on Saturday. So we're looking to, you know, collect some points on the road here. Cam, listen, we really appreciate your time. Um, you know, we won't wish you well this weekend as we never do when we have the opposition on. But uh, obviously, we do wish you well going forward in the storm and hopefully you can take points off Sheffield. And- Cardiff and just a fan of them. <laughs> but thanks for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, Thank Cam. You. Bye. Big, th- big thanks to the the uh, captain of the Manchester Storm, Cam Critchlow, for joining us. Go on, says you forgot something. I forgot to ask him. He played with Nathan McKinnon. Oh, um, did he? In Halifax, I played. For, I looked. I was looking through his when we found out he was coming on, and I was, I've looked at it before with guards the commentary as well. But he, yeah, he played with Nathan McKinnon. Um, and I think he was like a cap my Halifax back then. He was uh, Halifax Mooseheads, but uh, everywhere he's went, yeah. No, flipping. I wonder if we could keep up with him at that stage for God's sake. He'd have been a lightning quick, he would, he would. But yeah, big thanks to big thanks to the, the Cambridge Show for joining us. And uh, yeah, those we'll talk about those games shortly. <clears throat> Before we move on, gents, just a little bit of admin to do. Uh, that is the player of the month. Again, I will have to apologize to Kieran Long because he got the, <laughs> the trophy he was never really presented with. It. But we move on to November's player of the month. And uh, it was handed out after the game against the Nottingham Panthers. It was a runaway success for Kohei Sato. Uh, over 56, well, 56% of the vote. And we uh, presented by Graham Kenny and Charlie. It was really, really big thanks to them for, for presenting it. Um, Says I'll start with you. You know, we're going to hear from him in a minute, but uh, very well deserved. A man who just plays on the edge and his heart in his sleeve. Yeah, no, he, look, he's been up and down the lineup since he came in as well. And and he sort of found a place there with uh, another guy who, you know, he's not that much of a fast skater and, and Matt McLeod. Um, you know, 
we've talked about this on over the years, speed kills, and he's had speed and abundance this season, and as he has for the last few years, and and it's put players on the back foot, you know, puts them on their heels, and when he gets going, he's very very difficult to stop, and it's not just that he scored quite a few goal important goals over the last month, um, but he gets stuck in, you know, he's he's not the biggest guy in the in the uh, in the room, but uh, not afraid to get stuck in, not afraid to go to the dairy areas. He, he showed that on Saturday night with that goal, you know, cutting off the, the right wing and cutting right to the middle and, and slotting the past um, Stoyanovic. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a fair comment and I thought it was a fair decision from the fans uh, to vote him for Player of the Month last month. Davey, your thoughts? Player of the Month, go away, Sato. It, was, it certainly was a difficult month. And I think if, um, if anything came out of that month, as a positive, I think Kohei turned a bit of a corner in terms of started to really, you know, get into the game. Um, he talked uh, during the week to Simon. I don't know whether we're playing the interview or not, or whether it's just he going up on Twitter. But he ta- he talks about being puck first. Him and McLeod getting puck first. Daniel Tedesco on that line, allowing them that little bit of freedom to to go when he's being like sort of third man into it. Um, scored a, a fantastic, never a bad game winning goal to score against the Iron Panthers. And what. I disliked, but liked, you know, obviously disliked that would got beaten Saturday night away to Coventry, but he took that so hard. It means a lot to him, you know, and, and he took it hard that he was the guy that was carrying the puck that ultimately got turned over. And, it, you know, it add up at him, and hopefully he's just put that to bed. He's throw that puck in the bin and get on with it. It's three on three overtime. It's, a, it's almost, it's slightly less of a lottery than penalty shots, but it is, you know, you're trying to make plays and on, on, on every shift. And unfortunately, that one's turned over. Look at the positives from the weekend. You know, you score the game winning goal against your hero on Saturday night. You get your player of the month for November. Well deserved. Thanks for the guys for presenting it there, by the way. But, um, you know, I, I like the guy's game. He's got speed. And as Simon has already said, it's one of the hardest things you can ever do. And as a D-man, Simon will tell you that more. It's one of the hardest things you can defend against. Speed. You know, you can't train speed. You've either got it or you don't. And uh, we're fortunate to have like McLeod and and Co that can that can get the Jets going. Marty obviously loves them on on the on the webcast when he's talking about them. He's always talking about them getting their Jets on and and sets. You know, we're lucky to have them. Well done. Uh, yeah, and like you say, big thanks to to Graham and to Charlie. Uh, it was great. It was the third anniversary of Graham's uh, heart transplant, and it was obviously transplant. Uh, what was it? It's um transplant discussion game as well that that night as well so yeah big thanks to those guys for presenting the view from the bridge player of the month to kohei sato and a big thanks to phone cab as always for sponsoring the award as we've just mentioned the mr kitchen had a chance to speak with kohei sato and he went down the train but not just kohei he also got to chat the oliver cooper and uh let's hear those now oliver cooper after oh oliver cooper after practice on monday monday it's monday um, OC, you've been out for a while uh, with the injury. Um, you've started to ramp up your rehab. You've been on the ice for the last few days. How are you feeling? Feeling better and better every day. I mean, we got a great staff here that's helping get me back uh, to game shape. And uh, yeah, every day is uh, a push and hoping to get better every day. It's not easy watching, is it? It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's uh, felt like a long time, but uh, there's, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel and I'm uh, looking forward to getting back. Jacob friend, you can go on, Jake. How's it go? We need him back. <laughs> the uh, and you know when you're when you're out that length of time, and obviously you're watching a lot of hockey, and you're you're a, you're still you still get the opportunity to be around the boys, um, which has probably kept your spirits up because in, in North America with the 
the way that teams work out all the time they're on the road or whatever it might be and you just don't see your teammates as much yeah no it's been great i mean got to see the boys pretty much every day unless they're on the road so everybody's been great making me feel like i'm still part of this team even when i'm not not out there battling with them so yeah it's uh just goes to show what a great group of guys we have in the stressing room hopefully um not too far away before you see you back on the ice again and uh, on a game night yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it thank you top man thanks jose um, that's as much as I've got, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it, what does that mean? Uh, just saying that congrats on your uh, player of the month. AVFTB player of the month. Um, let's talk about the, the hockey, first of all, from the weekend. Really good game Friday night here against Nottingham Panthers. Uh, you managed to get the, the game winning goal. Uh, what was your, your memories of, uh, of the game and obviously the goal? Um, you know, um, coach put me in, uh, in a place in, in, uh, with, uh, Macker, um, uh, McLeod and, uh, Petty, sorry. Um, Macker obviously has a speed and, you know, he wanted to use, utilize my speed with his speed. And, you know, with Teddy, uh, maybe slowing down a little bit for us and creating a lot of space for, you know, him and his skill to, you know, shine on the ice. So I think we did that and... You know, um, we forechecked. Uh, we were on probably first on the puck pretty much all night. Uh, I think me, me or Macker were on the first touch. Uh, we got the first touch. Uh, we created offense from there. Uh, we had plenty of chances beforehand, and you know, we, we just kept telling ourselves we're gonna get one. Just gotta be patient. And then you know, um, Macker and Teddy goes out there with power play, and you know, getting getting huge. Uh, you know goals for us and we were like yeah we we're about time we we're gonna get something as a line and we just kept talking on the ice off the ice you know what what we want from each other demand demanding from each other and you know it was a great play by you know uh friendy uh it, it happened from our track back uh coach was talking about that all week and and we executed pretty well and then friendy just pointed through like two guys and Give me a give me a beautiful backhand pass, and I just have to finish it. Your celebration was uh, a little bit rehearsed as well. Uh, yeah, honestly, I I blacked out right after I scored. <laughs> I haven't scored a big goal like that since you know pretty much last year. So you know, just kind of went through it with with my emotions, and you know that that was that. And wish I could have done a little bit better, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> Obviously, coming in on the, the commentary on Sunday, 2-1 uh, down, I thought we played really well, but 2-1 down, getting out of the eight goal, um, unfortunately, just losing out in OT. Yeah, uh, it was a tough game. Just can't lose, uh, can't win if we're in the box so half the time and half the game, one-third of the game, whatever what, what, what it was. But yeah, we just got to... You know, keep it together. We, we, I, I honestly thought we played a great game as well. You know, coach came in first two periods, like it's best we've seen in, in a long time. You know, the structure-wise, D zone, everyone's doing the, what they're supposed to do. Everyone's pulling, pulling the rope. Um, so I think he was satisfied with it. And you know, getting that huge goal at, at probably 30 seconds left in the third, and you know, we we were able to get one point out of it. But you know, if we stayed out of the box. They they had nothing five and five, so just got to do that on Wednesday, and I think we'll be all right. Um, player of the month uh, for November, voted for by the fans. Uh, you must be pretty pleased with that as well. Uh, yeah, you I scored mean, some big goals last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kiefer gave me an opportunity to 
you know, have more ice time, uh, you know, midst of missing eyes and shorthanded bench. And I thought I took that opportunity and then, you know, I couldn't done it without my teammates and, you know, my line mates. And obviously, thank, thanks for voting for me and the fans. And, you know, I really appreciate it. And just got to keep it going for December when everyone comes back. And, you know, I think we got a really good depth in our in our lineup. So I think once we get everyone back, I think we're just going to be rolling. Top man. Thank you very much for the shirt. Big, big thanks to Oliver Cooper and the Kuwait Sato. Good to see Ollie back in the uh, back, back in training, and 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 you know, hopefully not that far away. Just briefly before we move on, gents, is uh, and I think this is unfair, Simon, but we have a comment there from Ironheart saying Japanese sounds brutal in the North Island accent. I think he's right, actually. In fairness, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, um, David sent me. What's that? You've been learning it. You've been learning it too, or uh... just. Because Davey wasn't there, he sort of asked me to step in for him, but I'll leave it to Davey because his Japanese is better than mine. How's that Duolingo going for you, Davey? Saving <laughs> it. You're saving it. Saving it for the next time he's on. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, let's crack on a couple of things to cover before we just look briefly to the, the games ahead. And uh, we'll start with uh, Dops. More Dops coming in, and this time... If we can find it here, it's uh, Chad Pietroneo of the uh, Cardiff Devils. He's been assessed three games for boarding in the game against the the, the Glasgow clan that took place at the weekend. Um, says your thoughts on this? Savior man has the puck here. I think it's a good hit. He, he did travel a good bit, like probably gets on two minutes for charging if he has the puck, but. If you watch the play, and, and yes, I get it, it's slowed down. And he makes it just a bad, lovely little pass up the wall or up the, the inside there. Um, if you let it play on a wee bit. Um, it's the, it's the, yeah, it's, it's the it's itself, isn't that? So it's a, at this moment in time in Dops, uh, Luke Fisher is giving the commentary on it. So. That, little, that little pass there is lovely. He's looking at he's admiring his pass. And then yes. Petronero literally levels him. Again, if he has the puck, it's probably two-minute boarding call. Or sorry, two-minute charging call. At full speed, it looks absolutely brutal. Uh, what did he get for? Is it three games he got for it? Three games. You know, but it's um, looking. That's that's Petronero's role. He's out there to, to run bodies and hit hit hard and and um, it's uh, yeah. At full speed, it looks it looks bad. But again, if he's got the puck, I don't see it as bad. Short and ice time of late, Pietroneo, and didn't really get a run out in the in the Continental Cup, which of course the final coming back to Cardiff. Davy, your thoughts on it? So, sorry, Davy. Sorry. sorry, just for one thing, it, you, when you watch that play, when you watch that develop, and you see Glasgow turn up ice, I actually think it tells the whole story because no Glasgow player thought it was about it. They all were turning up ice to go the other way, um, and players can. I don't want to say police the game themselves because the game's changing. Um, but again, it, 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 it's a it's a late. It's the worst part of it is it's the lateness. But yeah. I, I don't know who it was. Was is it um, Callan? Nate Callan, I think. He's if he he needs to be smarter. He's too busy admiring. He looks over his shoulder and he's too busy admiring the pass. Um, and not paying any attention to pitch and arrow at all. So you've got to know who's out there with you. You've got to pay attention. Um, Ben Davies makes a bit of a balls of the play there in furnace. Um, but uh, Petronero just steps in, he's, he's not you know, he's gliding, he's not really 
Ja, ik zou het yeah. pakken, denk ik, het zo'n Divi, your thoughts? I think he's came from too far to make that hit there, Simon. I, I don't think the player's there to be hit, but I also understand why he's made the hit, but he's elevated up through it and everything. It's, it's not a clever hit. He's been banned. He just had to live with it. At full speed, it looks horrific. Um, yeah. Slow down, it doesn't look clever. Three games for Chad Pietinero. Uh, I think I don't think he's served any of those yet because that was the second game, wasn't it? The Cardiff game. Anyway, um, that's oh yeah, let's crack on. Um, I play some of the goals of the week while I give you some of the news from around the Elite League. Um, quarterfinal of the cup is underway with Guildford, Cardiff, and Sheffield all taking leads back for the second leg back home for the second leg belfast and coventry of course battle their first leg out on wednesday night um in the league entertainment in dundee is mark lefebvre is ejected from the game as his side lose to cardiff breaking a stick over the bench boards and a few words to say to the officials which seems to be the way of the week um flames took two points in overtime in sheffield on saturday night while across the pennines as we just spoke with cam critchlow storm shut out the flyers for nothing um, on Sunday, North of Hadrian's Wall, Cardiff rounded off a four-point weekend with a win uh, against the fist-bumping clan. Uh, and Sheffield were in Kirkcaldy for a 4-3 win over Fife. Um, all the games were rounded out with a 3-1 win for Coventry uh, over the Panthers, who take no points from the weekend at all. What a shame. Uh, the league table, as it looks... Let's see, we're currently, let's share this one. Sheffield Steelers are top of the league, 25 points from 15 games. Cardiff, 23 points from 16. Glasgow are in third position, 16 games played, 19 points. Coventry and Manchester behind on 17, which we are on 17. I think we are 17 games played, 17 points, 50 goals for, 50 goals against, which is a, a bit of symmetry for you, uh, statistical symmetry. You like a bit of that, Davia. Um, Dundee, seventh, 17 points from 17 also. Uh, Guildford are eighth. Uh, and then Nottingham and Fife round off the two. Oh, excuse me, round off the uh, the league table. Um, Davia, your thoughts on that? Well, uh, it's just that I think that, I know as cliche was said all the time, Paddy, we'll talk about it in the 1st of January. There's a lot of games here. I think I said with um, 12 games in 23 days, First two are down, so we've, um, you know, what's that, 10, 10 games and whatever, 18 days or something now. Any, uh, so any surprises there? Um, no. It just goes to show how tight it is because Coventry were uh, um, bottom two weeks ago. And they've got eight points out of ten, so they're now actually yeah eight points out of ten. So they're now at fourth. Like David just touched on it there. Look, you'd love to be top of the table right now. Don't get me wrong. The Steelers are in a really positive position. They're playing well. Um, they're you know they're 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 an all star team right now. Let's be honest. Um, the Steelers are the ones to beat. Um, and you know there's a long long way to go. I sent that to a Steelers supporting mate of mine uh, yesterday. Uh, and he's he was as you would be he's quite cautious and he says you know we normally come down with the christmas decorations so he's not not getting ahead of himself but they they do look strong at this moment in time um 
this weekend, or sorry, this weekend, starting on Wednesday, the Belfast Giants have three games in the next uh, seven days. Uh, Blaze away on uh, on Wednesday night in the first round of of the sorry, sorry the first leg of the quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup. Wednesday at seven thirty at the Sky Dome, and uh, if you're not done that, you can get it on Blaze TV. And then we come back as we were just talking with Cam Critchell there of the Manchester Storm for two games at the SSE Arena against the Storm. And as you said, Simon, in that interview, the very same games at the very same time last season sort of changed our season around because we lost both of them to the Manchester Storm. Both games are at the SSE Arena Saturday at 7 p.m. and uh, Sorry, Friday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. Get yourself down to the SSE for those. And if not, Mr. Kitchen will, of course, take you through. No uh, no, no, Marty on, on Friday because I heard he says he's look after the children. But uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. I need to get somebody else. I'll uh, sort that tomorrow. I forgot all about that. Your thoughts? This is, I think this is the start of us starting to ramp up the Christmas season. Three games in three games in the next uh, seven days, and then it just keeps going from there. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of hockey to be played. I mean, they're again they're we're away tomorrow night. Back fifteen, sixteen at home, twenty at home, twenty two at home, twenty three on the road. 26 on the road, 20 at 30 at home, 31 on the road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of hockey we played. Thankfully, as I say, we're hopefully, you know, there, you know there's a few bodies coming back. Um, and uh, we'll wait and see what the lineup is tomorrow night. But, you know, hopefully we're not far off getting full strength. And, um, and, you know, Adam will be able to pick from the, all the players available instead of picking who's fit and who's ready to go, which, Let's be honest, it's been a tough, tough go for the last few weeks. The um we talked about Ben Lake, sorry, Ben Lake. We talked about Kieran Long uh, a couple of weeks ago and the fact that he was doing so well with OC in the lineup. And we seen OC, we've just seen OC there in the uh, in the um in the in the interviews that you did at, at, at training. How close is OC, do you think? Is he is he coming along well? I'm not a physio mate, wouldn't want to speculate. Um, but it's he's getting closer. Good. I think I think Davy is as these these weeks and months come in as players start to get in the lineup as the schedule gets heavier it just becomes more and more crucial that we get these these bodies back in. Yeah, it would be a nice problem for Adam to have the the then have the, the opposite problem where he's he's having to pick players to leave out and and that comes with its own you know players then put pressure on each other that they have to be on top of their game every night and that brings competition which is is healthy in my opinion so. You know, the sooner we get everybody fit and, and fighting for ice time, the better. A bit of a bit of news in from uh, from Gareth Martin, who's watching uh, under twenties GB. Apparently, they lost in overtime to Lithuania. I think they won last night, didn't they? They won last night. Um, I can't remember who they were playing. They won last night. Day off tomorrow. Uh, we Cal Beatty scored last and Mac uh, both scored last night. So good to see. Um, and look, I wish them best of luck the rest of the week. Obviously. I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, the games this week for the Belfast Giants away to the Blaze Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. And then those two home games, Friday at 7 and Saturday at 7 p.m., both of them at the SSE Arena or get them on Giants TV. Any other business? Simon, before you go, we're going to have to do this again. Hi, Arlene. <laughs> We already did didn't it. see her shout out. She didn't she see probably it. Did. So. She's winding me up. Hi, Arlene. <laughs> Arlene, Arlene Dixon claims she didn't see her, didn't see or didn't hear her uh, her shout out for that. Arlene. Big shout Bye out. Bye, G. Bye, G. Uh, any other business, boys? 
not from me. Yeah, um, you've got a wee screenshot there, which if you can give me, put that up there, Paddy, give us a bit of a hand. Um, there's a lot happening this weekend at the SSA Arena. Um, Friday night, uh, the the Cash for Kids starts Friday night on Saturday night. Um, that's a listless stuff that would be preferred um, if you possibly can. They're talking about between 7 and 12 years of age. I know there's a, there's a photograph online um, from the Cash for Kids and they're really struggling from around seven years to 12 years of age, both boys and girls. And um, and if you can help out in any way, shape or form, please, please do. It's, it's you know, we're, we're, again, we're very lucky that we have, um, our, our, we've, we've got our, our situations in order and there's there's families out there who are struggling. And um, if we can help them out and, you know, just literally pick up a little extra gift um, and throw it into the cash for kids, Pie this weekend, it'd be very, very much appreciated. Is there another one? No, that's the only one I got. Is it? Oh, I don't think I sent you the second one. Can maybe second here because I'm going to get shouted at. But the other <laughs> set of things is we've got the Teddy Toss on Saturday's game. Yes. Um, and again, there's a video out. If it's not out now, it'll be out very soon. So keep an eye on the video coming out. Um, new Teddies only, please. We're going to. Um, Craig Abenary Hospital, the Royal and the Ulster Hospital, and I want to say Causeway Hospital as well. I think Dicko takes them up there. So, anything that you can do, please, please, please make sure you put them in a bag and it's a new teddy bear. And hopefully, we'll give you something to cheer early on on Saturday to get those teddies thrown on the ice and get them out of the way. Um, the uh, and you know, again, our fans have been absolutely unbelievable over the years with Teddy Toss. I can't remember exactly when it was last year. I want to say close to fourteen or fifteen hundred, um, because we stayed behind on the next morning and and got them all sorted. And then we're doing it this Saturday night after the game because there's a gig in on the Saturday. They've all got to be sorted. So uh, Laura's uh, Laura's going to be working all hours and uh, over the weekend as well as she always does. So um, if you can help, please, please do, um, and uh, it'll be very, very much appreciated. It was great to have Laura on last week talking about all these initiatives that are taking place over over the the Christmas period, and we'll we'll tweet up a bit more information on all the stuff that's been going on. Uh, one thing, one thing to ask you says, uh, how was the quiz after the game on um, on Friday? Yeah, the quiz seemed to be a bit of crack. Uh, John John Stewart won. That's why he's posting up there. Right. Ahead of the team. Uh, of course, that's exactly why they're throwing it up there. Um, but you know what? I can't do the quiz without Davy's stats. Um, a lot, no, most of the stats that most of the questions were based on the stats, um, and uh, you know it confuses some people when when you try and word the questions properly. Like for argument's sake, we've had three goaltenders that have played ice time this season add their numbers together. It took me about half an hour to explain to one person mm-hmm. about that. Um, Hang on, they work out. Right? Uh, well, you you working out there for the meantime? Seventy four. Well done, David. That's that's really decent. Um, that's the right answer as well. But yeah. that's that's how hard the, some of the questions were. But um, it was good crack this weekend. We're doing a wee bit again Friday night. There's going to be another game um, and another couple of good prizes up for grabs as well. So uh, keep your eyes on the Jan socials over the next 24, 48 hours. Um, I'm gonna have a bit of crack with that as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of chat in the uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of gluten going on in the in the in the in the live. I chat. think it was a, I think there's a mobile phone involved as well. Um, you know, <laughs> you would say there's probably one or two mobile phones working over time there. There's a few people sneaking off to the toilet and coming back with a question instead of 
you know, we were basically asking the question and putting them out there straight away and, and then answering off that and handing. Like we used to do in school, you were hand your paper to the next table and let them answer the, the questions for you. So um, Here's a question there, says. Here's a question. Give me one second. Did we probably talk about something else? Hey, Sometimes, sometimes when I go to the toilet, I come back with all sorts of ideas. You know what I mean? Maybe people go to the toilet and just think of right. Okay, here you go. All right, here's a couple of for you. So, question number one, um, last weekend. So, we played our first game of the season, uh, in Luco in the CHL. Who scored the first goal of the season? (sighs) Kieran Long. No, <laughs> these when, are your stats, Daily. <laughs> Daniel, no, we so lost. We lost six one. We could beat three one. No, we could beat three one. Oh, it was six the next day, wasn't it? Um, yeah, we get six now the next day, but three one, we could beat in Luco. It was his first goal for the club. Oh, that's right. Because I watched it. It was in the. I watched it in the in the um in the pub. Ah, oh, what was that? You want me to go to question number two and come back to that? Was it Quinn Preston? No. No. Right, question two, go on. The answer is... Greg Prince is right. Answer scored, yeah. Question number two. Mads Gendron joined the Giants from which team in Norway? Don't know any teams in Norway. Herring Blue Foxes. Are they even from Norway? They're Denmark. They're Denmark. (laughs) Lillehammer? Storehammer. 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 There you go. Storehammer. Uh, you'll get this, Davey. Um, how many players... This, now, this is only not taken into consideration last weekend's games, but how many players this season have played every competitive game for the Giants? Not including last weekend, but to be honest, they all played last weekend as well. How many players have played every game this season, competitive games? As you do that, that's twenty eight games. Um, there's, there's no more. It's been, it's been a very bad season for Ironman. I would say at the very most, there's probably four, maybe five. I was going to go with six. You're both wrong. There's eight. Really? I'll change that. I'll change that. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Charlie Curry, Gary Phillips, Nazarian, Mark Cooper, Quinn Preston. Yeah, Travis Brown, and up until last weekend, Kieran Long. Kieran Long, yeah. How many American-born players are in the Giants roster this year? I don't know. <laughs> See, this isn't like, fair. We're being put on the pair. There's people watching this today going, on. We've... Well, you're the host. You're the one. Who you. You'll get this one. You'll get this one. This is from the toilet. toilet. See you later. <laughs> okay. Scott Conway scored a many goals in 22-23 season. Last season? Yep. 51. You're all crap. I don't know. That was last year. Man, he scored 50 something. 56. 56. There you go. Those last go. one. Far last up. one. You had this last one. You both know this one. Like, you both know this. So, which club did the Belfast Giants obtain George Owada from? The Manchester Phoenix. Correct. See, I can do that one. I right, put your phone down. 
Hold on. Those sort of questions I can answer. How many goals from Scott Conway got last season? That's that's why that's why Davies on the podcast. You know what I mean? Here, there's one for you, Paddy. Davy will know this. How many fight majors did Adam Keith had for the club? Ooh, that's a great question. I know this. Well, I can tell you how many. Fair idea, but I'm not a hundred percent on it. I'm gonna panic through a number right at thirty. Thirty-one. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. Thank God you two weren't in my team. Just shows it's not fixed, Simon. Just says that we're just testing it out. Just testing it out. Just testing it out. But I'm glad, glad it went well, mate. I'm glad these things are going well. Uh, right, shall we wrap things up here? Um, now that I've suited, now we've been suitably embarrassed by these questions. <laughs> <laughs> the games um, the giants, as I said, Wednesday away to the Blaze. You get that on Blaze TV, and then Friday and Saturday at home to the Manchester Storm. Uh, that is 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena, or with the fabulous Mister Kitchen on uh, on Giants TV. You've got one more question, says Go on. Yeah, uh, Kevin Madden says Swear Cooper missed a game this year. You're absolutely right. He did miss a game, but it wasn't a competitive game. He missed a game against Glasgow on the 15th of September, and he had to go back for a wedding in North America. That's correct. You're welcome, Kevin. <laughs> Big thanks to uh, to Jacob Friend, to Cam Critchlow, Ollie Cooper, and uh, Kohei Sato. Thanks to Davey for for cutting the goals despite putting the stuff on me thanks to says for uh for getting all the stuff from down the train and we appreciate that um big thanks to everybody who's been interacting with us here live we really enjoy it when you guys get involved um you can get us at avftb on twitter or x you can get us on uh youtube facebook kingdomofthegiants.com send us an email podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com davy simon good to see you boys Haters. Excuse me, and wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.